0: Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have the always lovely Dr. Chris Bergwall, lovely, <laughs> along with uh, Father Scott Trainer. They are going to be here to talk about um, prayer, uh, why it's difficult sometimes, and why how we can maybe uh, address that, um, and a new initiative in the diocese for that's available for everyone called the School of Missionary Discipleship. So it's a really great conversation. If you want to learn more about your faith, if you are either struggling with prayer or even good at prayer, this is for everybody. So hope you'll stick around. I have Dr. Bergwald as oh. you as you heard him re- re- repeat, "lovely." Lovely. <laughs> I have him in studio with me for Biblical Bites with Dr. B.
1: Great. So, um, what's today, Renee?
0: This is running this weekend, so. This is the second Sunday of no, Ordinary Time.
2: Oh, is it? It is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is indeed. And Too quick year, on the buzzer. Sorry. Welcome, Bill. And, and, year, and what year are we in? ABC.
0: Uh, is it? C? I don't remember now. C.
1: It's C. Okay. And what gospel do we read in the year C?
0: Luke, Mark. <laughs> Keep
1: going. I know. It's, nope.
0: I know it's not.
1: Normally it was Luke, Mark last year. It is Luke. Okay, but is Luke. this Sunday uh, is a reading from John. Oh, John chapter okay. two, verses one through 11. It's the wedding feast at Cana. Oh, yes. So it's a great, great, it's, it's a powerful account, or a story. Um, this is where Jesus in John's gospel, the way that John tells us the story of Jesus Christ. This is Jesus's first public miracle. Mm-hmm. And he does it at a wedding. So it's already showing God's love, Jesus's love for marriage as a special human uh, institution that is raised to a sacrament by Jesus Himself. But it's also just a powerful account of of Mary. Uh, this is
0: only in John, right? Only
1: in John. Okay. Yep. So uh, Jesus, Mary brings to His attention they have no wine. Woman, how does this concern affect me? My is not to come, and then Mary says, "Do whatever whatever He tells you." So um, it's it's just a really powerful so. Mary says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say, so Jesus, hey, hey, son, um, they're out of wine. Um He said, So? So what, Mom? <laughs> My time has not yet come. She doesn't say, Now it's sunny boy, I told you. <laughs> Listen she, to me. <laughs> she turns to the servants and simply says do whatever he, he tells you. Sometimes we read that as, oh, you're going to do what I tell you. But she she doesn't know what Jesus is going to do. But she tells the servants, do whatever he
0: tells mm-hmm. you. She trusts him.
1: She trusts mm-hmm. him. to, and, and she trusts him that whatever he does or doesn't do is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mary says the same thing to you and to me. She is the model of doing whatever God mm-hmm. asks of her. And she, in turn, as the mother of all disciples, the mother of all Christians, as she's called, she says, not only to these servants, but to her son's other servants, his other disciples, Us. you and me, yeah. do whatever he tells you. So let's follow Mary's
0: advice. I've never thought of it that way, but I really like that. Thanks a lot, Dr. B. You bet. Uh, on today's show, I have with me Dr. Chris Bergwald. Hey there, Bernie. Hello. And... Father Scott Trainer.
2: Live from Belleville, Illinois <laughs> yes. via Zoom. It's Father Scott Trainer.
0: <laughs> Father Scott is um, it's a conference. Is that right that you're at? Or
2: no, I'm leading a pre-ordination a retreat, retreat for right. men who will be ordained transitional deacons right. in, the, in the spring.
0: And so he's like busy all week and he managed to carve out 30 minutes or however long this is gonna take <laughs> to uh, talk to us, which is great. Yay.
2: Happy to be with you. Is there a question there
0: There for Father Renee? There wasn't. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So today um, we are going to talk about a newly created school of missionary discipleship um, that these two gentlemen have put together for could be anyone in the diocese really could be
1: anyone anywhere theoretically. Anyone,
0: and that's true because yes. some of it is online or you can do it all yep, online okay yep. so we'll anyway to we're gonna but we're gonna start talking about um prayer and some other pieces that kind of play into this so um i think we'll start with father scott since he's on zoom and we don't want him to feel left out <laughs> thank you <laughs> so um uh, Father Scott, there's uh, lots of Catholics out there, and I have to include myself in this. Um, We either feel like we aren't good at praying, maybe we really aren't good at praying uh, regularly, um, or we don't see ourselves as eloquent prayers, which is definitely where I, prayers as in someone who prays. Prayers, yes. Yes, which is where I would definitely put myself, which seems kind of bizarre because I am a writer, but... um, When I pray out loud, I feel very inadequate in doing that, especially around people like you. (laughs) Um, So, uh, why do you think this is? Why do people, why do we feel like this?
2: Yeah, so I think that, and and thanks be to God, right, people have a sense in their heart that uh, I should be praying. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's probably pretty important in my life of faith, and I may want to pray. But if you ask someone, has anyone ever sat you down and helped you learn how to pray, like how to approach it and how to go about it? Most people have never benefited from that experience, you know, and so naturally, naturally (laughs) when we think something, and in this case, rightly so is important, but we've never really had like an invitation or I'm sorry, an orientation or a kind of mentoring of how to do the important thing. I think we naturally feel, uh, inadequate to the task. Inadequate yeah. task. So, one of the reasons as we're launching the School of Missionary Discipleship that year one is a formation in prayer and Christian virtue is precisely to meet that need. Uh, As we want to build a culture of lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love in our diocese, well, discipleship at the heart of that vision is discipleship, which is a growing relationship with Jesus. And that is an invitation to experience more of God's love and respond to more of God's love. So I think the first important thing for uh, people to be clear about is that prayer isn't just something I should do or a task to get done or kind of a, a performative Reality, uh, rather, it's God who loves us, who is pursuing us, to so that we can encounter Him, experience His love, and by experience His love, be set free to respond to His love. Mm-hmm. So re- that prayer is a personal <clears throat> relationship of growing intimacy with God. And God's love, his initiative of love is already addressed to you exactly as you are today, whether you're super articulate or inarticulate, where you feel whether you feel up to the task or not. Uh, God is pursuing you and you are capable of a beautiful encounter with God day in and day out in a growing habit of prayer.
0: Yeah. Dr. Bergold, yeah, the how only
1: the completely there's a beautiful description uh, that Father just shared, and I think the reason why a lot of us don't think of prayer that way is because for the vast majority of us, especially lay people, but um, probably well, yeah, especially lay people, we uh, to be taught to pray for us means. Well, I did that in second grade before I received First Communion. I was taught the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, maybe some of the other. Um, memorized prayers, which are part of a, Again, they're also a great treasury that we can draw on, but it, it's one thing to learn prayers. It's another thing to learn how to pray. And what mm-hmm. Father just spoke to was the reality that prayer is not just saying words, but it's uh, about our relationship with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I can take these words and actually pray them instead of just saying them.
0: Yeah. I think that's where I get hung up. I, get, I, get, I tend to get worried about... Um. well, did I use the right words or yeah. did I spend enough time or whatever it might be? And I think, I think that's probably true of a lot of people. Yeah. Should we get hung up on that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah. All well, right. listen to uh, this great invitation from, this is from Pope St. John Paul II in a document he wrote back in 2001 called At the Beginning of the Third Christian <laughs> Millennium, right? And he says, um, brothers and sisters, our, community, our Christian communities must become genuine schools of prayer where the meeting with Christ is expressed not just in imploring help like petitions, but also in thanksgiving and praise and adoration, contemplation, listening and ardent devotion until the heart truly falls in love. I love that description yep. of prayer, <laughs> the encounter with Christ that engages all these rich ways that we have of relating to each other and to God uh, in, in a process in which my heart truly falls in love. So, you know, uh, one of the things I like to encourage people is that if I take a period of prayer, <laughs> if I, I sit down to pray for 20 minutes, uh, and naturally the question comes up at the end, did I do that well? Right? Right. Well, since prayer is meant to be this process of falling in love with God and just a heart-to-heart conversation with God, there's really only two measures of my prayer. Uh, Number one, was I honest with God about whatever stirred in my heart in terms of my thoughts, feelings, and desires? I think a lot of times people think, oh, when I'm praying, I can only talk about beautiful and pious and Mm -hmm. (laughs) well-formed and formulated realities in my life instead of just being real. Mm -hmm. And what honors God who calls me as I am right now to encounter him in prayer is that I come to him with honesty and trust with the good, the bad and the ugly, the profound and the trivial, the really clear, the super confused and the spaghetti messed up, You know, whatever it is. So if I can say at the end, I was honest with God about what was stirring in my heart as I prayed, and I did that consistently throughout my time of prayer, that is going to be fruitful prayer, whether I had a felt experience of God or not, anything else, those are the two measures of prayer, which sets people free from a lot of false responsibility and false expectations that I have to do certain things right or the right way or say it the right way in order for prayer Mm -hmm. to be useful.
0: Yeah, I find it really funny that we get so hung up on those things about uh, making it sound a certain way, and instead of just being real, like you said, and God already knows all that stuff, so we're just sitting here like faking it, you know, he doesn't know any of that stuff, I don't have to talk about that. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah we we put on this yeah. like this uh maybe a, a pious facade mm-hmm. well it's prayer time so i'm supposed to what? say or act or, or, or in a certain way and going back to your question is there a the the whole thing that people can get caught up in and twisted up in. Uh, But think about a relationship, whether it's a spouse or a close friend or whatever, would you get, if prayer is as it is, as father said, a growing relationship with the God who loves us deeply. Think of somebody who you love deeply. You have a deep relationship with, are you like really Uber obsessing over how exactly I'm going to say, no, you're just with him. You're just with her. Uh, this person who's close to you and you're not all caught up in expressing yourself perfectly. Right. The other thing I, what I loved about what father Scott said is just the importance of of, of being like, and you said it as well afterwards. Um, he knows us. So let's just be open. It's a relationship. Mm-hmm. If he only knew about me, what I told him in prayer. Oh my gosh. Right. It's so think that, that, that I think father, I've heard you father Scott use that uh, himself. That's been helpful. A way for me to think about, okay, Am I being open and honest with the Lord in my prayer? Am I sharing with him what's on my heart right, right now?
0: Right. Yeah, that's huge. If, if he only knew what we told him in prayer, it'd be really easy to get to heaven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> You'd like, skate
0: right in, right? But that is not but that's how not it the case. is. <laughs> Father Scott's looking at me like, oh, you're a crazy person right now. <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: No, I was actually reflecting on what uh, Dr. Bergal was saying there. You know, Looking at our human relationships with the people we love the most, you know, what are those, like, stories we love to tell that where, like, the most fondness and affection is alive in our hearts? Those are rarely, like, the moments that just went perfectly, where everything was arranged and went (laughs) according to plan. Like, the stories we love to tell where we're bonded the most with the people we love are in the middle of just, like, the messes and the disasters, but we were in it together, and, you know, Mm -hmm. that's—and so— can, to be able to be drawn into that kind of freedom with God, God's never the master of the disaster I am, but to experience being with him in it, and that God, when I come to him with stuff that's just all messed up, uh, that I'm met with his unconditional love, man, that's what allows my heart to fall more deeply in love with God, as St. John Paul II describes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's another way that we as Catholics often feel inadequate, and that's about our knowledge of our faith, which is unfortunate. Right. And I think that's, that's pretty much true across the board for most Catholics. So this new initiative that you guys have created, the School of Missionary Discipleship, uh, it actually addresses both of those issues and some other things. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us about this new initiative and how it came about, whichever one of you would like to start?
1: Uh, Chris, <laughs> go. All right, go. <laughs> deferring to the priest there. but uh, So the School of Missionary Discipleship uh, has many roots to it. Certainly, Father already alluded to the and vision that Bishop DeGroote received mm-hmm. in prayer almost two years ago now, lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. If we're going to grow in living out that vision personally, and in our homes, and our communities, our parishes, and so on. uh, If we're going to do that, at at the heart of that is growing as a missionary disciple. Well, how do you grow as a missionary disciple? Mm -hmm. Prayer, knowledge of the faith, some of those other things that you talked about. So that's one piece of it. But then also there have been our diocese for many, 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 many years, even decades at this point, has been blessed mm-hmm. with a great variety of projects, initiatives, programs that have been helping people grow also in prayer mm-hmm. and knowledge of the faith uh, and, and other things as well that, that we'll talk about. So one of the other roots of this has was in a program called Equip that mm-hmm. we started a number of years ago, which was also a, around similar aims of helping people grow in their knowledge and understanding. So School of Missionary Discipleship is a broader thing yet where we want to invite people to come to understand their faith, to grow in relationship with God with prayer, to be able to walk with other people and then lead them closer to Jesus, that missionary disciples, and for them to just be a good bridge, if you will, to Jesus for other people. Um, all those different aspects of what it means to be a well-rounded missionary disciple on the way to holiness. Uh, those and, and that all grew out of the Dasisan vision, mm-hmm. um, grew out of things like Equip that were already there. That we've been doing the things that many of our priests that are already doing in their parishes, bringing this together now, and these pieces being fit together in what is becoming now the School of Missionary Discipleship.
0: Right, right, um, Father Scott. I'm going to have you just comment on that, but for just a, but in just a second. Uh, if you've just joined us, we're talking to Father Scott Trainer and Dr. Chris Bergwald about the newly created School of Missionary Discipleship. So, Father Scott, anything you want to add to what the, what it yeah, is? Just-
2: So just for our listeners, just concretely, um, the kind of the core curriculum is uh, three years. Year one is this formation in prayer and Christian virtue. And then years two and three are a systematic walk through scripture and through the catechism. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was what Equip was was in in that two-year program. Uh, And it's just like the reason it's important to have the foundation in prayer is that um, you know to learn the faith like, as you were saying in your good question like people sometimes feel like gosh i i don't know my faith as well as i'd like to i'd like to l- learn more about scripture i'd like to know more about the the catechism and the basic teachings of the church like what we believe and why and why it makes a difference um and those are beautiful desires and but that's work it's work to come to know scripture and it's work to uh, learn more about the the basic teachings of the faith because there's such a richness to it. Well, the the motivation to sustain that work has to be uh, a growing experience of God's love. Like when I fall in love with someone, I want to know them more. And then the more I come to know them, uh, the greater my love for them is. I can't love what I don't know. Mm -hmm. Greater knowledge feeds greater love, but the whole process is a falling in love. So, the encounter with God in prayer is the necessary foundation to like awaken uh, that desire and sort of the uh, what's the word? Oh, yeah, I guess just the the sticktuitiveness to um, do the work to mm-hmm. grow in the knowledge of faith and not have it be a burden, but have it be a joy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the way I have I understand it from um, the materials you guys have out there right now to describe the school of missionary discipleship is that students will experience four types of formation during the program. So uh, Dr. Bergwald, will you tell us what is formation first and <laughs> make sure everybody understands what we're talking about when we say formation and, and what are the four types and yep. why do they matter?
1: Yeah. So, um, what is formation? Cause you're, you're right. I mean, sometimes we get just used to, you, you and I were talking about this before. These are Inside churchy, base, language. churchy language. So <laughs> what is formation? Well, we're, we're in, being invited to grow as disciples, missionary disciples of Jesus Christ throughout our lives, Catholic missionary disciples through God's love. There's a formation process, so I'm being formed. So the Lord uh, is always working. So th- this is goes back to what Father started with, with prayer as a relationship, growing intimacy with Jesus Christ, the Father and the Holy Spirit. So He's always working in my life, and He's seeking to draw me closer. And as part of that draw, if I'm allowing Him to, if I'm open to being formed, He's going to mold and sculpt me, not into he's, He doesn't. Tear down what's there. He's going to build, mold, sculpt. Yeah, there's some flaws, some imperfections. Mm-hmm. Are going to be that that he's going to address, but he's going to hopefully make something incredibly beautiful, right. holy, right. out of that. So formation is the process by which we grow as missionary disciples. That's a so, great
0: definition. So
1: yeah. aspects of that, though. So I would, I don't know if I'd say types of formation, or different aspects. Mm-hmm of a holistic formation process. So spiritual formation, especially about my personal prayer. Uh, how do I grow in in what Father, again, beautifully described at the beginning? Um, intellectual formation, that's that knowledge of the faith. I can't mm-hmm. love what I don't know, but the more I know, the more I want to love. So there's a strong feedback loop to, for me, especially between spiritual and intellectual mm-hmm. formation. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's just two. There's also human formation. Uh, so, this is my ability to interact well with others, just being a mature human person. So, I'm a good bridge for other people to encounter Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, so that can lead, and we could say more about that. Um, the fourth area formation, though, just to name it, would be apostolic formation. For, for, okay. for seminarians and priests, it's pastoral formation. So people may have heard of the, these four areas. Mm-hmm. But for the formation of just general missionary disciples, we're talking about apostolic formation. So if I'm a good bridge uh, to other people to meet Jesus, well, I want to lead them to Jesus. So apostolic formation, especially around how do I walk with people closer to Jesus Christ? Uh,
0: that sounds... Really great. That's actually the best explanation I've heard of it so far. Oh, awesome. Those four. So thank you for that.
2: Dr. Bergwald has been hanging around with me. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I have. (laughs) Clearly. Obviously. Okay. (laughs) No, this is really interesting. So Renee, you know, um, the church, when she talks about formation, it's probably most uh, thoroughly developed in in light of seminary formation, Mm -hmm. forming future priests or uh, formation that happens in religious life. And, uh, you know, this year one of the School of Formation, uh, Christian Prayer and Virtue, this is really like, you know, for many years, for 20 years now, I've been working with the Institute for Priestly Formation, whose job is to teach priests and future priests how to pray in a relational way because they, like everyone else, were not raised necessarily knowing how to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, over the years, as I've come back to my parishes after, you know, helping out at IPF for a week here and a week there, I tell people what's going on. They're just like, "Oh my!" When they hear about it, they're like, "Can can we go to IPF?" <laughs> right? Yes. Well, no, IPF yes. is the Institute for Priestly Formation. And for like twenty years, I'm like, "What we need is an Institute for Married People Formation, or you know, not Priest Formation." Right. And really, I've, I'm so like, God is so good. The the School of Missionary Discipleship really is that. Yeah. Uh, it's taking that wisdom of the Church of how to form. A person that the church is you know, focused a lot of energy around forming future priests and opening that up uh, in a way that's accessible to people's daily life and schedules uh, for people who are living in married state or in their single life. I'm just so excited that we're having this opportunity to come to our diocese.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about this because um, I actually was thinking, I thought off and on about doing Equip when Equip was yep. here, and I felt like <clears throat> I really don't have time for that. And then I'm like, ooh, the School of Missionary Discipleship. Oh, that sounds interesting. But do I have. Is this, okay, this is not, I didn't, I'm going to spring this question on you. Is this going to take up a ton? I mean, I know this should, we should be okay with it taking up a ton of our time. This is God after all. But there's going to be a lot of people who are like, I don't know if I have time for this.
1: What? So my my response to that is we we don't want to make something that's impossible for anybody to, right. to, to participate in. So our, our desire, knowing that everybody's participating in it, uh, has full lives. Um, and yet, yeah, the invitation to prioritize certain things. Mm-hmm. So we've made it, created it in a way that's going to be very manageable okay. uh, for people, especially in year one. A couple hours a week is, is oh, what okay. we're talking about total. Uh, between, I can even do that. Yeah, between between the learning. <laughs> they would be doing the reading, the watching videos and so on, and then participating in some discussions. Uh, that's kind of the frame of mind. And as we go through, there might be some times where there's a little bit more asked, but we're not asking for, Now you have to set aside 20 hours every week to participate in the School for Missionary Discipleship.
2: I guess if you want to, you, we, could. you
1: could. Father, anything <laughs> yeah. you want to add or to, to that response?
2: Yeah, so I think that, um, I think it's worth uh, taking a gamble right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, really the, the, the ask in year one is probably two, two hours out of your week. Uh, and, um, you know, what, what would you have to set aside to make that a reality? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would like people to in, in, invest in the gamble and just see if I really invest this two hours this way, instead of whatever else I would be doing on Netflix, <laughs> Uh, a very
0: specific, what, Father. <laughs> what what
2: what brings what brings more satisfaction, light and joy to my life? Right. What increases my sense of fulfillment and purpose and adventure in daily life? And hey, you know, if it if it pans out and this is like mm, this really didn't move the needle for me, you're not really out much. Right. But I guarantee you that Amen. this will open up for people something that. Uh, they won't know they're missing until they've experienced it, and it's really only be by way of contrast. Right. So it's a it's it's a it's a pretty easy bar of entry, and. Uh, I'm willing to put down money on that bet. like, hmm, I wonder how that's going to pay off. For people.
1: And, and, and I want to make clear too. So you could go through year one and it will be a rich, powerful experience, mm-hmm. but you might feel, you know, I don't need anymore. And that's, that's something that is completely possible. We'd love to have more people continue on with the entire, sure, okay. the entire formation process as part of the school of missionary discipleship, but people are free to, I mean, they just want to do the first year. And that right now is all they, they, they feel called to do. It's not like you're signing up for a multi-year process. That's really
2: good to know. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, there's there's no prerequisites for year one. Yeah. But year one is a prerequisite for the for the later years. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep.
0: So we have about a minute left. I probably should leave a little bit of time for biblical bites at the beginning. Well, maybe. <laughs> um, so can you tell us who should sign up, or who is this for, and how do they get involved?
1: So I real quick for me, I got this question from uh, a friend, texted me uh, over the weekend. Saw something on social media actually about school, and and this is a very well formed Catholic. I mm-hmm. said, should I do this? I said. Kind of especially focusing on year one, I said, this will be great for everyone. Okay, good. Pe- people, most, almost everybody in our diocese will find year one alone to be incredibly useful. So, so it's for everybody would be my answer okay. to that question. Okay,
2: great. good. And, then, and so people might wonder, well, no, I've actually, I've already had a habit of prayer for many, many years. Uh, this is for them. And it's also for a person who has never had a, an experience of daily personal prayer ever and they're a complete uh novice or newbie to it all um, both of those audiences will find a great deal of value in this and for the person who has been praying for a long time and has a well-established habit of prayer what it really do will give them it'll be a refresher for them and probably an expansion uh, to help them go deeper in their encounter with god in prayer but it also give them tools of how they can help other people in their sphere of influence mm-hmm. to begin and grow in a habit of prayer as well. So we are all this, everything we do in the school of missionary discipleship is also with the aim of how am I, how can I effectively give as a gift what I've received mm-hmm. as a gift in my life of faith and my growing discipleship with God. Okay, awesome. How do they? Sign up.
1: sfcatholic.org slash SMD, School of Missionaries. Okay. sfcatholic.org slash SMD. You can find more about the program as a whole, especially around year one, schedule that sort of thing. And there's an easy click to register right online.
0: Great. And if you follow our uh, social media at all, um, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you've probably seen it already, but there will be more posts about it. So feel free to click from there and you can uh, sign up from there as well. Thank you very much both of you for being here and telling us about this. This sounds really great and uh, I, you may have convinced me to
1: do it. Awesome. Thanks, Renee. <laughs> Tell all your friends.
0: <laughs> okay, we will do that. Thanks, you guys. All right. Uh, if you haven't found us on uh, social media yet, again, you can find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. All of Most of our podcasts are uh, done on video, so you can find us there at SF Diocese. That is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic news.